Podcast, why is my mic so loud? That's all 131. 131. Man, I was thinking about this recently. I saw Cody Co left his auto tune on on a podcast that he had done mm-hmm. with Andrew Fantino, and it was one of the funniest things I've seen recently. I think we should do that again. You, you're yeah. the only one here with auto tune. But if if in the next, I don't know, somewhere in the next 10 episodes, you just leave it on for a chunk, that's the funniest part because we used to do that all the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn it, somebody's stealing our bits again. <laughs> right? We were way Somebody's stealing the, the bits that, that we stole again. <laughs> what, are, I don't what, know that we, what are we, the drill store? Because somebody's stealing our bits. Nice. A oh, fucking good one. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Ding Dong 131. It's a podcast. I mean, fuck, hold on. Let me go ahead and rewind your podcast 30 seconds, but leave it here and pretend that you've rewound it. Right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Ding Dong. It's a podcast. Episode 131. Zane and Tyler are here again. You hit the metaphorical rewind. We're back. We're back, baby. Another week. Still here, still back, still never left. Still even though we leave like every same. other week, it feels like. Yeah, even though sometimes it feels like we just don't record that often. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Once a week is a strange rhythm. It is weird. Even but though we do it the same every time. <laughs> right. Well, and at this point, like, you figure we'd be used to it. Obviously, like, recent events have thrown a bit of like not being able to go out into the world and see crazy shit yeah. happen makes it harder to have a funny podcast every week but mm-hmm. i think we've been doing a good job i liked last week's episode mm-hmm. thought that was a good one i would agree loud motorcycle often go house. back and listen to them i know we kind of talked about that last week but every mm-hmm. once in a while i'm not doing anything else and i'm like you know that was funny i also think it's hilarious listening to them for the first time with other people yeah like, People will be like, oh, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. Like, sure do. And they're like, well, can I hear some of it? Like, yeah. Sure. And so I'll just throw it on. And watching their faces plus re-listening to it gives me probably just as much pleasure, or probably more. as Than making it. Than making it, yeah. 100%. Like, one of Madison and I's favorite games right now is, does are we on such a similar wavelength that she'll guess the joke that I'm about to say? Because really, I'm essentially just like a bag of skin and fat and muscle with like 14 phrases. I was going to say full that, of jokes. <laughs> yeah. And beyond that, there's not like a ton more. That makes me sound like a, a bad person, but really. I don't know that bad is the right word. <laughs> just not, not as interesting as I'd hope to be. Yeah. But, um, oh, my earphone's falling out. That's why it was sounding funny. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's been a recent game of just like, okay, you've heard the 12 phrases I say. Which one of it is going to be right at the middle of this joke? <laughs> and occasionally it's just a noise. It's right. a phrase disguised as a noise. <laughs> a new a new one, and you guys have heard it plenty, is me just going, ah! Just, 
I think that's just more of a reflection of sometimes shit. you just need to get it out. Like, dude, every I once feel, in a I while, do feel better. just some primal scream therapy. I, my neighbors again don't like it. <laughs> Yet to run into them, dude. The, that's easily the best part of living in this apartment building. Um, is not running into my name <laughs> because if I did, they would let me know about it. And I'm always worried that they hear whatever I'm doing, no matter how loud it is. <laughs> and it's not even like innocuous shit. I'm like dishes too loud. Uh oh, dropped a bowl, clunk. Now you're out of a home. Just remi- remember, Tyler. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. That is true. I thought you said a different word other than G's. Oh, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that that was a phrase, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> but, go ahead. It because it feels like so when I was and then and pl- when you, if you get and if you, you would, go ahead feel and get a call. Should I put Madison would. live on the air? But yeah, she'd love it. Do it. Hi, Madison. You're live on Ding Dong. It's a podcast. Welcome to the club. Oh no! Hi. Oh, oh no! Hi. That's the exact response we hope for our guest <laughs> listeners. What's going on? What are we chatting about? Oh, I was just going to see if you were podcasting. Sure am. Um, You're well, live on the air. <laughs> so obviously that's, that's, yep. Answer to that question is going to be a resounding yes. <laughs> Hi, Zane. Hi, Madison. I don't think you he's can hear me. He said hello back. He said hello I'm back. Oh, I I was like, why aren't you responding? But it's because he's coming through my headphones and not into the open yeah. air. He said, hello. he said hello. So hi. <laughs> Purred happily here, and the story of this now? podcast is Madison is on the podcast. I was literally just saying, actually, that a game we've been playing is what phrase am I going to say in the podcast? Like when you and I listen to it, you know me well enough to know what my joke is about to be, and that that's a fun game. Yeah, somehow, and sometimes I make better jokes. To be okay, well, honest. this has been great. I guess I'll chat with you later. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I will call you back after this. I love you, but you're upstaging I... me on my podcast. <laughs> this is my platform. I love you too. All right. Okay, <laughs> Bye. I... Oh, my fiance, everyone. Why she's marrying me, we'll never know, man. But I appreciate her. We both need to get. Um, I have a phone I'm... cord. I was going to say, I'm hearing some... Are you hearing the weird wibbly-wobblies, too? Yeah, I bumped the desk, first of all, but then my neighbor's mowing the lawn. Oh, okay. I was like, I hear this, like... And then I think I keep peeking my microphone as well. Yeah, it's it's the the neighbor. What if I also added into it? Tyler's spooking up the mic over here. He's double spooked up. <laughs> double spooked up on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Tyler, you'll appreciate this. <clears throat> I better. We are getting a new restaurant. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called Soup Farm. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I, I don't know anything about it. Here, soup farm? Soup farm. Here is the thing. We were driving to somewhere a couple weeks ago and going out towards the highway on Orange, go under the underpass, and then right on the left, right there on the left, there's this place called Soup Farm. Okay. So immediately I go, I need to remember this for the podcast. So I just right. took a note that just said Soup Farm. Soup Farm. And then last <laughs> week... I pull open my notes and it just says soup farm. Soup farm. And I go, what the fuck is soup farm? And so I tried Googling it, cannot find anything about it. And so then halfway through this week, I mentioned something 
it came up somehow in conversation with somebody else, and I was like, yeah, I, found, I saw this place called Soup Farm, and I remember it, but I don't. I have no idea where it was. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just over under the Orange Street overpass. Like you right. just go Orange Street. Like, oh Farm. shit, Soup Farm is here. <laughs> That's wild, dude. We've got the Orange Street Food Farm, and now, and now we got the soup Orange Farm. Street Soup Farm. Yeah, that sounds like a tongue twister. And I think it. I think it plays into. I like funny little place names like that, like. Paddy Creek Market used to be Bilo. I don't know. Yeah. That's satisfying to me for some <laughs> yeah, reason. Fucking yeah, it's a good one. Drunk Spencer. One's called McDonald's Chicken Hut. Chicken Hut, gross. Give me. Let's let's go to Chicken Hut. <laughs> oh no! But okay. <laughs> and now we got Soup Farm <laughs> from Dude, the makers from of Store Bar. Street Food Farm comes. Soup, soup farm. This summer, buy bulk You might soup. be able to go to Soup Farm. They're, they have like a chicken or like a rooster as their logo. Like I don't understand it at all. I have I couldn't find any information about this place. I'm so curious about. Uh, maybe I'll spend a minute or so just looking and seeing. I know you I, already looked, but now I yeah. Won't. Go like, for I'm it. Curious. Maybe it's maybe it's been a week. And soup farm. My googling just wasn't good enough. But I like I like that we record at different times of the day because yeah. again I told you I'm paranoid about my neighbors and I never run into them and the one time <laughs> I have they've been perfectly pleasant. Right. But you can only imagine that there's certain times <laughs> He's of the yelling day yelling about soup farm. <laughs> yeah, there's only certain types of the or times of the day that are appropriate to even like consider yelling and much less is that narrow window or like that window is so much more narrow for me yelling soup farm. Right. <laughs> like if I'm singing I can be like eh. You know, there's like a, a bit of a gap here. Maybe. That, like somebody's gonna understand. They're like, "Oh, he's just listening to music a little too loud." That's yeah. fine. But if if I'm yelling "Soup Farm" more than once, <laughs> and even once, once is too many. <laughs> Soup Farm, Missoula. Let's look it up. But business buzz. New soup and pizza. Fucking dude, Soup Farm looks cool as shit. <laughs> right? What? It looks like there's a Cajun restaurant in Spokane, and that's what it looks like. Okay. Okay, um, it's opening. To, it's owned by oh, it, dude, it's owned by Redbird people. Oh, really? Yeah, Yo, that's so exciting. It's be delicious. Yeah, it's bringing the soup to Missoula. Coming soon to the North Side. Soup farm. Hell yeah, dude! And then there's a pizza restaurant, guys. This is really good for all the Missoula listeners. We're telling you about all the restaurants yeah. to go to. Oh, that's at Rome. I finally had Wally and Buck. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I, Wally and Buck's legit. Their food truck was pretty tasty too. And then there's a Man. new place called Cranky Sam's. Crank, like oh, I've heard of that. Tap house. I'm going there the on one, Monday. Is that the one over by... Biga. Yeah. That'll be cool. Biga. Biga. Dude, every good city needs a better soup restaurant. And now Missoula finally has it. No, we it. got Soup Farm. We got we got the noodle place, the ramen shop that I never remember the name. And okay. we've got Soup Farm. Dude, I found there, which is funny because those are all similar to restaurants Spokane has. Um, dude, I found their their application. Really? Because I'm a sleuth, and it also was the second result. Oh, perfect. So, um, but let's look, guys. Let's take a deep dive into what the kind of Missoula Design Review Board's you know, application to work at Soup Farm. It's an approachable neighborhood restaurant that'll offer local. This is also not a sponsor. It feels like a sponsor <laughs> bit that we're plugging right. this new local business. But fuck it, if you like soup, go have Soup Farm. Maybe they'll sponsor us. Soup Farm. 
A lot of sponsors like it when you say fuck it first before you plug their product. I fuck it. That. I might as well eat some. Fuck it. If you're feeling a little bit soupy, go check them out. Um, okay, so it's going in a certain spot in town. Love it. Uh, Orange Street, like you said. Um, community is important. The proposed sign is blah, a sign blah. and it will help them find people okay. and block their HVAC equipment. Two purposes, one product. <laughs> Let me tell you, what a good deal. The giant chicken um, to block your HVAC. It is bright as hell. That is a... Yeah, oh, it, it looks like Good Burger or something. Dude, it has like Animal Farm animals on the front of it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to hold it up to the camera so you can see. Oh, that building wasn't being used for anything. I like that. No, it was just kind of there. It just soup, exists. Soup, soup, yeah, dude, check it out. Farm. Everybody. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, flip. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, it has animals on the paint, and it's kind of a cool, and that building need to be used. Guys, go start a business, would you? Yeah. This week's episode is about starting a business. About minding your own business. <laughs> also, speaking of businesses, we know a guy who works for Boeing. Yeah. And he even just has congratulated SpaceX on their first, do you like that segue? Yeah. On their first great. human launch into space Yo, from America. And that's so hype the right now. coolest thing in the world. Dude, if, if you've never watched a space launch, yeah. go check YouTube right now. Yeah. I uh, Did you watch it on Facebook? Uh, no, I or watched YouTube? it on NASA.TV. Okay. So we were watching on Facebook. There were 1.4 million people in there, and I hope there were at least 140 million people that actually watched Me too. it. Dude, like, it's so cool. I Like... I don't know that they did a great job after they canceled it for weather the other day, telling every telling everybody when it was going to come back. Yeah, because th- I watched that whole thing. Basically, it was supposed to go on Thursday, and the way the SpaceX rocket works isn't like a traditional rocket with traditional fuel. They have this super chilled fuel, and basically, given the, as far as I understand it, given the trajectory of the ISS, the International Space Station, where everybody's headed, and given the volatility and kind of how the fuel works, it's so cold that when it heats up, it turns into a gas, and then they can't right. use it as fuel. And so they have to get the timing right, and they have what's called an instantaneous launch window. And so other rockets could wait 10 minutes potentially right. and go, but theirs couldn't. And so they had this big four-hour lead-up to a launch, and they called the timer with like 20 minutes left. And so that's just how it worked. They're like, no, the cloud's not going to clear. It might, but it's not worth the risk. Right. And so they pulled it until Saturday. But they, yeah, they, they didn't really tell people that. Didn't they just have a test test rocket blow up recently? Like uh, yeah, a little them, while ago. Yeah, one of them didn't didn't go well. Well, so they ha- well so they had a a demonstrated test where they okay. were like, we're gonna blow this rocket up oh, and just gotcha. see what happens at, gotcha. uh, scientifically. Yeah. But so yeah, so they were like, yeah, we're not going to risk it. Long story short, this is the first time that. American astronauts have been launched from American soil since 2011, I believe. Nine years, the, yeah. Yeah, so they had the shuttle program, which got shut down, and now we're back, baby. We're, we're back, launching. Ba- we're not launching we're from bike, fucking baby. Russia anymore. Get out of here, Kazakhstan. We're <laughs> launching in America. Yeah, and we get to go. There's already an American on the ISS, right? They're yeah, and now we're going to have a him. shitload more because the the cool part about the SpaceX rockets is that it has the capsule on top that holds the astronauts. And then below them is a stage one and a stage two booster rocket. Yeah. And so the fuel gets pumped in all this stuff. But on a traditional rocket, your stage one is just a big fuel tank. Essentially. It explodes. And essentially. it like launches up 
and then falls back to Earth, and you can't really reuse it, and that's just kind of it. But in order to save costs and make the cost of getting to space less prohibitive, SpaceX and Boeing, and I believe there's one called like Blue something, they're all working on reusable rockets. Right. And so basically, the capsule part is what's going to carry them. That part detaches, and that's essentially the shuttle equivalent. Yeah. But then, instead of this big piece of metal just falling back to Earth and being picked up by a ship somewhere or sinking to the bottom or whatever, instead of doing that, this rocket has a landing pad, and it times its trajectory down and has enough remaining fuel to where it can fly back through the atmosphere and fucking land on a dock. Yeah. Like right like in the a, middle of said in dock. In the middle of the ocean. It was so and just cool. just fucking land. And then you can fill that bad boy up, put another capsule on top, and use the same thing. Yeah. And so that is the coolest shit in the world. You can go watch videos of them landing their rocket. That, that watch, took a long time. Yeah. Oh, that was years. The I think it's Blue Origin is the company okay, yeah. that did it just before them. And they got the rocket body to land to launch and land. Right. But then SpaceX was the first to do the full cycle of everything, and now they're the ones with the NASA contract to do right. space missions. So, yeah, so we have this mission. Astronauts Bob and Doug love that. Shout out. They're the fucking coolest. Fly they're both the test dragon, pilots. The Falcon Dragon. I believe dragon. One was a marine, or one's a Marine, one's an Air Force Okay. Guy. And, um, yeah, so they're going up to the ISS for four months, and technically it's not like mission success until they're back on Earth after their mission, all that stuff. Right. But, pretty big deal to get them into space plus uh i believe in september or october sometime this fall they're launching another four astronauts three americans two man one woman and then a japanese astronaut wow and so those four are also going up to the iss that's so cool dude space is the coolest shit and if you disagree i'm sorry go jump in the ocean like Literally, it's it's like you and I were just talking about this because we both watched the rocket launch minutes before this podcast. Started. Yeah, and it it's like weirdly powerful to watch because oh, yeah. the gra- like pun intended, I guess, <laughs> but the gravity of the situation is huge because two people who were on Earth three minutes ago are all of a sudden right. moving at twenty thousand kilometers an hour. Yeah, you're watching you're watching their uh, the time. And then it's like, oh, they're 200 miles away from where they started in less than five minutes. Right. Like, right. Distance wise, not even that's not even vertical. That's like they went all the way up the East Coast in five minutes. Yeah. Which is just fucking insane. And so it's like they're moving at unbelievable speeds. And the amount of coordination that all of this takes, not only to get them into space, but to keep them in the right orbit. I think it's, they said it takes 19 hours for them to catch up to the ISS because they have to – it's not like you launch and you intercept it right there right. because you'll be going too fast or have the potential to miss it and then your trajectory is all fucked. Right. So they basically have to launch, detach stage one and stage two that get them up to speed, and then they sit in orbit at a slightly faster speed than the ISS and catch up to it. And then do small maneuvers to dock, right? And, and that's the landing essentially. Bizarre. But like crazy. The, watching, like you always see the clips of them like launching, and that's cool looking. And then you see this like tiny little rocket thing going, but you never really see much after that typically. But with these new tests, and they've got all the cameras and all that set up, like watching stage one detach, fucking crazy. It was it's so just cool. This, like, black window, and all of a sudden it opens up, and you see the light. And you see the arc of the Earth, and you see space and the sun, and this thing just kind of floats away. 
Yeah. And same with stage two. And these dudes are just like in there poking on their little screens and stuff like that. Fuck, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I said this to you when we were talking a little bit ago, but like, you just never understand like like when the moon landing happened like people right. always talked about oh yeah i watched the moon landing we were all crowded around our little tvs and blah 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 and it's like yeah cool that's awesome like i'm really cool that the moon landing happened but like right. to actually see them just like fucking hey we're going to space right now right. see you in a bit like, that's <laughs> that's so cool we're going to be way away from here. With a brand new system as well. Right. The first time that this whole system had really been put to use with humans in it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Bananas. thank God they're fine. Right. And also, what a fucking cool thing. Shout out astronauts Bob and Doug. But, I mean, that's the big thing. It's like, you like if, if I was a kid and I just watched it, I'm hype as shit oh, right yeah. now. But I'm You're 27 years astronaut. old with a career. Like, you're telling me that you wouldn't just be pumped if you were t- like a small child watching this with like a whole life ahead of you, right? What? They're so cool. Also, one of the guys who was running the uh, the like NASA commentator yeah. program, he was the guy or he was the astronaut who had his pictures taken with his dogs, and he was like, "Yeah, we oh, yeah. them in." That, it's like the it he might was be so the excited picture. too. He, yeah, it's a picture. Like normally, they're all very formal in their spacesuits, and it's like a very serious picture and all that. And they might be smiling, but it, it's a serious, you know, gravitas sort of situation. And then his is just him getting like mauled by his two dogs that are just licking his face and stuff, and he's like giggling. It's the cutest picture because just this man in a spacesuit, and he's just like, "Ee, my dogs." Yeah. But yeah, take. I mean, dude, take. What was it? Fifteen minutes at yeah. most yeah. from take off to hey everything's done we're wrapping up the broadcast yeah and in that and it 15 moved minutes, very fast yeah. right in that 15 minutes there's constant action and there's like again obviously a little less suspense and drama right now because we're telling you everything went fine right <clears throat> but like generally it was like high intensity sort of stuff you weren't really sure how it was gonna go and all of a sudden there's just two dudes in space all of a sudden yeah what the fuck? That's, That's so crazy. crazy. Dude. Bananas. I like space a lot. Space is really cool. The stars last night were out in force. Or they I were, guess this morning. Yeah. Yeah. The Big oh, yeah, Dipper's like, early morning adventure. Yeah. The Big Dipper's like right over us right now. That's so cool. Like, I like the Big yeah. Dipper. That's like, that's the constellation I think I get most hyped to see. Yeah. Because everybody that, has like a few that they like to see. I like Orion. like. Yeah, Point Orion's super belt. cool. Yeah, uh, Madison like Seven Sisters. I know that. Okay, I, I'm I'm partial to the Dippers though. Yeah, just because it was like it always felt like you had to earn it a little bit. Like if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, especially as a little kid, you're just like, I know it's up there, right? And so you look and you see four in a square, and you're like, Where's the dip? And then <laughs> you're like, Okay, no, that's just four stars in a square. Like that's not. Did you ever but get then, to do Star Lab? No, what the what Star Lab? That's you never cool. got to do Star Lab, dude. Maybe where not. Come I don't to know. Your school and blow up the bubble, and you go no. inside, and it was all dark, and they'd project what? the stars on the ceiling, and you got to get in there, and they'd like laser pointer to different constellations and shit. Dude, the only time I've done that, Madison and I went on a date to a planetarium. Well, that's cool. Which was super, dude. That was the that was the Betelguest kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had a whole episode about that. Yeah. So yeah, I like I've done that, but no, are you joking? They did that at school. Yeah, they like bring it into the gym. It was like you know they'd bring in the big uh, parachute and you'd yeah. tuck under. It was parachute basically is great. Basically that, except it was a blow up bubble that you go in and learn about space. Dude, so yeah. cool. 
I'm, that sounds I'm sorry so for much you better. that you didn't get to do that. Yeah, me too. Like, thank you, but also, what the fuck? I don't know if they discontinued it. I'm going to Google Star Lab. Star Lab. Also, I had one other thing I wanted to talk about today. Okay. Um, I saw recently that Pokemon cards have been selling for yes. like kind of absurdly high prices. And so my mom was gracious enough to look through my Pokemon cards that are in Missoula and find if I had like certain ones. Yeah. I don't have any like gold medal winners or anything like that. You know, none of the $50,000 Pokemon cards. But I had a few that I was like pleasantly surprised. Like a few hundred dollars for a card was like a going rate. That's cool. And I was like, that's awesome. There's just a site you can just type them in, right? It yeah, tells you. it's like a there's like a ratings site that you can use. And then, you, well, so I guess there's a few ways to do it. Because, again, I've had lots of time in, <laughs> in the current day to look into shit like this. Yeah. But generally, you like have to get it valued at, or, or classified as a certain 1 through 10 scale. And it's not like a super expensive process, but certain yeah. places, it's, you're essentially getting an appraisal. Right. But they're not appraising the value. They're appraising the condition. And then within those conditions are certain kind of price ranges that you see stuff generally going for. Right. So, like, the top selling Pokemon card right now, as far as I understand it, is a first edition 1999 holographic Charizard yeah. in a mint 10 condition. Yeah. And one sold for, like, 55 or 65 grand or something That's like that crazy. recently. Which is totally insane. But it's a collector's thing. Like, in a sense, it's totally not insane either. Like, right. people pay way more for similarly, you know, I guess, socially valued stuff. Like, right. Or other baseball cards or things like that. Like, there's a market. And so if somebody's willing to pay it, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, a mint. So that's mint 10. That's, like, totally perfect condition. Everything is very symmetrical and all that stuff. And, like, between 8 and 10... To me, like if I, I, I the website that I went on had they're kind of the main ones. It's like PSF or something like that. Um, or wait, what is it? PSA. And so they had kind of like a here's what we're looking for type of thing. Oh, okay. And so don't you know you can send in your cards to get them appraised. We're not going to turn down you paying us money, but really, unless your card is like a six or seven kind of at the minimum we wouldn't recommend it because it's not gonna you're gonna make five dollars nobody wants to that. get right exactly and so it's like you might have a first edition hollow or like hollow charizard which would be cool but you're not gonna sell it for the prices you're thinking and you might actually end up spending more on shipping in an appraisal than you would recouping the cost of sale on a card right but it was in like this is the kind of stuff that's like, right, we can't really go out and do a ton, at least in Washington right now. And so it's like, okay, so like look into other things. And so like having my mom FaceTime me and look through my Pokemon collection and she was like, <laughs> I don't know what a bunch of these are, but this one looks kind of cool. And I was like, that one is cool. Can I see this? Can I see that? And so we just ended up talking about like kind of dumb Pokemon cards for a while. And yeah. like, again, I'm not planning on like selling all or any of them, but it was interesting to know of like, I thought I had this. Maybe I don't. Oh, it turns out I do have this other thing. Or, and trying to do like a basic evaluation of like the stuff you leave in your garage for twenty years. For sure. Um, there's a guy on uh, t TikTok is where I've seen him, and he goes to the goes to the store and picks out a pack of Pokemon cards, and mm -hmm. then goes and values the cards and sees um, if he made money or lost money on it. Sure. So like the other day he pulled one that was i think 595 for the pack and took it home and ended mm -hmm. up only i think they were worth 48 cents total sure. yeah 
excuse me, he didn't get anything okay. that was that was worth any value. But I've seen ones where he's gotten like a holographic first edition or like, you know, um, that I think they do some like 3D style cards now, mm -hmm. like here and there. Um, he's gotten some of those. And so like that immediately triples the money he made off the deck if right. he was going to turn around and sell them. Well, and like it's it's one of, I found a lot of YouTube holes recently, and that was one <laughs> of them. And like I don't even know why or how. Like what I watch on YouTube, I don't know how that traced to Pokemon card evaluators. But like it's not something that I'm like super into. It's not my new favorite thing, but it's also just something interesting. And there's something nice to see somebody so excited about something that they're doing. And so like a bunch of them. We're like, obviously, there's a few that are kind of like, oh, I'm going to play to the kids and like, oh, yeah. look, this it's like clearly staged stuff. But then, right. Then there's guys like that who are just like, yeah, man, I bought this. I saved up a, a hundred bucks and I bought five packs and we're going to see. Yeah, and I'm probably going to lose money on this. But if I don't, that'll be fucking tight. Yeah, that's really and they, cool. And when they post the ones that are like, oh, I didn't. It's like, OK, well, I at least respect this channel for like trying to put out content. And you're clearly excited about right. just the process of doing this. And it feels like that's a big thing in content these days where like. I watch a weird variety of things on YouTube, as yeah. does everyone. Like, I know literally nothing about anything mechanical. I took two years of applied technologies classes, and, like, I kind of understand it, but not anywhere to a degree where I would feel comfortable actually working on or building a car or an engine or anything like that. Yeah. That being said, there's a few channels who do, like, rebuilds of just pieces of shit cars. <laughs> like, they're just junkers. And they don't even, like, rebuild them and restore them to their original condition. It's like, no, nah, they just like just doing it. Just get them it. running. And there's something so interesting about watching somebody very knowledgeable in a topic and who's really passionate about that topic just doing that thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, it's like, that's not like ASMR for me, but it has that similar sort of appeal of like, it's just soothing. Right. Like, yeah. And then a it's just giant cool. V8 lights up and goes bum, 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 at like four <laughs> in the morning. I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, 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 soup farm. <laughs> <laughs> soup farm. <bleh. laughs> yeah. It's uh, strange. Like the YouTube holes that like, you don't even know you would like enjoy. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit! This guy's been cleaning shoes for three hours, and I've been watching the whole time. We've talked like, about him plenty of times, but Knife Guy is that. Yeah, I know we found him at the same time because we were sitting in the studio board one day. Yeah, and fucking Knife Guy came up, and then uh oh, I've have like six rest like restoration channels that must have led to the cars, right? But it's also curious to try and trace. It's like tree roots. Like you're trying to see uh -huh. which branch leads off to the next one. And it's like, okay, what the fuck led me, like, you know, like we just talked about, what led me to Pokemon card valuations? Right. Or what led me to, like, I, I can't even think, but just, like, weird shit. Yeah. The dude's building the, like, ancient temples in the village, in the, in the, just woods somewhere. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the, the guy who builds water slides. Primitive. Like, what? Primitive yeah. technology kind of stuff. Like, yeah. those are just crazy to me. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I sure. love watching them. I've been watching a ton of uh, battle raps, and that kills me all the time because those dudes are too smart. Dude, that's another – like, you've shown me some that I literally just don't even understand, and not because I don't understand the words that they're saying. Right. But, like, when a dep when like a joke on the fly or, like, a bar – like, a punchline bar – has like three or four different interpretations. I'm like, okay, this right. is going to take me 15 minutes to deconstruct two sentences. How are you thinking of that? Processing it and then saying it directed towards someone in that yeah. amount of time. Like that's next level thought to me. There's, I mean, there's some of those dudes that do freestyle the whole thing. Um, 
there's this guy, Pat Stay, who mm-hmm. is putting out some of the best uh, interviews right now. Like, he's just yeah. vi- interviewing all kinds of rappers and, like, battle rappers and stuff. And, like, they're just, like, co- very conversational. And he's a super funny dude um, who's, like, genuinely interested in stuff. Um, but anyway, they come across. I was watching one with him the other day. <clears throat> this dude's on most people's top five battle rap list. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't write anything down. He like goes out for a walk and just starts writing lines in his head and just practices them over and over and over in his head and then goes and does like, you know, three, three minute rounds or three, five minute rounds. Like it's so hard to rap for that long to begin with. But then you are having to keep your composure on stage while somebody is trying to destroy you as a person. Right. And make your shit convincing. And given the opportunity, tie things they said back into your argument. Right. Like what? It's bananas. Like Dude, but that, but like that's the thing. I just I physically can't even like wrap my mind around how that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, that will never make sense to me. Yeah. It's so cool to watch, but I can't ever be like, "Oh yeah, I, with enough practice, I could do that." Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. There's Excuse a big difference me. between like just doing normal music and like battle rapping. Like, right. Songwriting is hard enough, even for like basic, simple songs. Right. So then, right to not only take that like now, one step, but like five or six steps above that. Now insane. take your best punchline and make it every line. And then also do that without writing any of it down and then do three versions of that song. Right. Oh, okay. And then do that again later that week or month. Yeah. Like do that multiple times as your job. Why? Yeah, it just blows me away. That, man, that's crazy. I know like a surprising amount of rappers don't write their stuff down. Like, Isn't Lil Wayne, isn't he one that doesn't write his stuff down? Yeah, Lil Wayne... um, I think I think he does this the same kind of deal where he kind of like pre-writes it but his is also a lot of his is like freestyle when he gets there yeah. too so he like right. writes as he goes um Jay-Z doesn't write anything down um Shit. Styles P doesn't write anything down Dave East doesn't write anything down like a lot of these dudes just like show up and they just listen to the beat for a while mm-hmm. and then they go all right let's take it and then they just go in and record some shit and are done with it. That's dude. That's a, that's when you know that you were like meant to be a musician, right? That's like, crazy. and you can train and get to that point, I think. But like, man, for the folks who can just do that, right? Like I was, I was working on a remix the other day <clears throat> and I got four bars in my head. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was out. Sure. Um, I wasn't at home. And so, I just know the beat well enough in my head that I'm like, all right, here we go. And mm. I got four bars and it was like everything I do, could do to g- keep those together. And then right. finally I got back to my phone and was like, oh yeah, I got to write <laughs> these goodness. down yeah. or I'm going <laughs> to right. forget immediately. Right. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. We went mushroom hunting last weekend. Oh shit. And, uh, just- find some what kind of mushrooms a couple morels oh fuck yeah um, and so rose's dad found some that are like the size oh. of my palm what the like, fuck that's so cool just huge yeah and so like they're cool 
but overall we kind of struck out we got we didn't get very many i think that's fair total between the four of us we found like less than 15 mushrooms but that's still like a fun thing and also like to find a giant one that whenever i went to like morel hunt it was like you get three and they're each the size of a penny right i'm like all right well like cool part of that was like going to like brand new fire zones but like yeah another part of it was just that i'm not very good at it right i didn't so i've always expected Mm, uh, morels to be like a fairly dark brown right and these were like i don't know if they act i've heard people call them blonde morels morels mm-hmm. um i don't know if they're actually two separate things or if they just grow different colors but these ones were like a more yellow gold kind of color so for mm. the first like i don't know hour that we were out i was looking for the wrong thing oh, shit. <laughs> like <laughs> they're like oh you're not gonna some go there like, and i was like yeah. what <laughs> huh no it isn't and you're like, yeah, it is, though. Yeah. Dude, I've been playing a lot of Civilization recently. How's that going? There's not a lot that's more... Well, there is, but, like, that's been a pretty infuriating experience. I'm sure. Because, like, for those of you who don't know, it's basically you, like, build up a civilization. Yeah. Seems pretty obvious, given right. the title. Um, But there's, like, a bunch of different ways to win. You can have, like, a diplomatic victory where you get voted, like, president of the UN... Or you can do the win the space race where you build all 10 of the rocket parts or you can do domination where you just like wipe everybody off the planet or like there's a bunch of different ways to do it. But I haven't played this game since I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 13. Yeah. And I used to have like my dad and I used to play it a bunch. And then we had like the manual and it had like strategy guides and like shit on how to do it. And so I jumped into a game like a few days ago for uh, two things to note about this game. One, it's not that difficult to get into, but it's hard to like get real good at yeah like all the way like you can play through a game but you're probably gonna lose yeah and even on the easiest level like i got my ass kicked and i was like what <laughs> and then the second thing is that like time will literally disappear i madison was like i'm gonna take a nap and it was like 1 30 and i was like okay i'm gonna play this game she texted me at six o'clock and i had just wrapped up <laughs> and i could have sworn to you that it was maybe 2 45 or 3 I was like, wow, this game's really flying. And I look, and it's 6 o'clock. I'm like, huh? I'm in a different zone. And so, like, I was playing that, and it was fun. But the first game I had, you have to, like, pick your kind of starting spot. And then, yeah. like, explore and find the map and find other people and make diplomatic alliances and things like that. The first place I put my spot, I had misremembered how things, like, what tiles you're supposed to put on and stuff like that. Right. And I lost in like 30 turns and oh, the wow. game is like 350 turns. And the reason I, I say I lost, I got my ass kicked by barbarians <laughs> early on because you start out in like <laughs> That'll happen, 4,000 man. AD. That's why or, they're barbarians. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah, they fucking stomped me. And so they came and they fucked up all my people. And then I was trying to like, I, I got landlocked. And so I was trying to like build the city and I had overextended myself. A big thing is like, you're only supposed to build three or four little squares away. And instead, I built like 14 squares away to oh, go no. try and lock off and block all these other countries. And then they would send in dudes and I would have one open square and they would build right there. And so it would take like half my territory <sighs> and like then they could just like they had to walk through my land to get to their city because it's theirs. And right. Like, Motherfucker. And so I ended up restarting and then played through a full round a few days ago. And it I still lost, but at least I made it to like the end. Yeah. And I was like, dude. That's crazy. This game was supposed to be fun, and instead, because I remember it being fun, and instead, it is fun, but, in but a mostly way. it's hard and stressful. And I'm like, I don't fucking need any more stress in the world right now. No, <laughs> like, not at I'm all. I'm supposed to play some fun games. 
I used to play uh, fucking StarCraft and then oh, yeah. uh, Rise of Nations, I think, oh, yeah. was that other one. And both very similar games. You like right. get your base to start out, and then you're supposed to expand your base and take over other people's bases and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, it was... Uh, those were always fun. I never like got into like the online portion of them because playing against other people who have way better strategies is daunting. Uh, totally, but always fun. Well, and so lesson learned, you know. Yeah. But now I'm like des- I feel like I like need to go win a game though too. And right. I'm, like, am I about Once to burn a whole Saturday? playing again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was tower nice to, defense like, games. Dude, oh my gosh. Yeah, you're really good at those. I will say this. I I Thank suck you. at those games, so I don't play them. But I watch you play it. I'm like. Zane's got it. Zane's got this figured Thank out. Thank you. I'm I'm trying. I'm working my way through Bloons Tower Defense Six, which is Shit. great. There was one that Highly you had on recommend. your phone that like you got so far into. I remember watching you play it, and your phone like the RAM on your phone couldn't oh, handle yeah. it, and it was like just not dealing with it. Well. Oh, yeah. It would like slow down, and like text wouldn't come in and shit like that. We used to lag out our laptops, especially all the time. My phone <laughs> handles it pretty well. I think I hit. Uh, level 140 something the other day on a, on a game of balloons um which is is like in the grand scheme of people that like really play that game Playable, is right, shit yeah. because right. you can go like 600 levels or something like that um but i just don't have all the upgrades and stuff i still have like 70 more levels to gain like experience Bruh. wise so i would have Bro. to play a bunch more but uh um, yeah, no, it starts to just freak out like a level ends and your phone like kind of like slows down for a second and then everything kind of flashes and then it's like ready to start the next level. And if yeah. you if you try to start it too soon, it's just going to kick you out like <laughs> which nothing worse than that getting like halfway through and then it's like, oh, shit, your phone died. Yeah. Like, and then it toast. didn't save it. And you're like, OK, well, cool. Thanks. Peace. It's been real. <laughs> but those games also take a bunch of time like. You're like, oh, I'm about to beat level 100. Oh, it's been 45 minutes. Exactly. And, like, and you're like, hold on. When? <laughs> these rounds take 30 seconds apiece. How has it been 45 minutes? <laughs> right, right. Mathematically, it doesn't make any sense. No. I don't understand. Wait, that does make sense. If I play 90, I would say, wait, 90 I, rounds. I, you said, at yeah. 30 wow. Shit. Huh. Well, so now we know. Um, usually my math doesn't check out. <laughs> uh... Well. Well, so yeah, yeah, that's what I got. Shit's fucking crazy. Take care of each other. Yep, there's a lot of fuck shit going on. Don't contribute to it. Actively contribute against it. Fucking just don't go vote. Please primaries and stuff. (laughs) Like this is probably the first time in my life ever I've felt the need to say that. Which is I know I'm hearing that from you, and I want to be shocked by it, but I'm not because the world is fucking crazy right now. Yeah. And it sucks to have to bring this up on like a fun podcast. And like, I was on the fence about recording today. Yeah, and I, and I like, think I we'd don't... be misusing our platform if we didn't say something. So I agree. So for real, take care of each other, watch out for each other, love each other. It be is better. not that fucking difficult. Yeah. God, dude, fucking sucks. But next week we'll be back with with all the jokes. We'll be back. We'll have funny stuff for you, <laughs> because again. This is fun for us, and it's, uh, yeah. I care about every single one of you guys, and this is crazy that the world is in this state. Yeah, it's but a big old bag of bullshit. It doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have to be, right? 
now's the time to fucking start doing something about it. Well, I mean, it's been the time to start doing something about <laughs> but, it. But, but if now now's the first glaring, time we do, right? then then now's the time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Love each other. Take care of each other. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.